0: Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Horrible, a weekly podcast where OG Millennials have honest and candid conversations about sex, dating, entanglements, and everything in between. Starring your host Scarlet Prin.
1: Pull those anal beads out slowly. This is not a lawnmower. You don't want to hit a snag.
0: <laughs> and featuring guests Hazel Goddess. If
2: you're not at least nine inches, you're not getting on this ride.
0: Lolita Rum. It hasn't been anything this big in front of my mouth in a while. <laughs> Coco Jazz. i done some really freaky stuff on Sunday.
3: (laughs) Also featuring first-time guest, Twyla B. Good. I feel more comfortable with a dick in my hand.
1: (laughs) So we have a brand new guest with us today that's never been with us before. Twyla B. Good. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So I first met Twyla. I actually told the story on this podcast. She teaches... Dick sucking, she teaches dick writing, pussy licking. Is there anything I'm missing, Twyla? Uh, intimacy, sensual touch, sacral chakra. Okay, so you, like, you have the whole gamut, Tantra. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and she's the one that teaches these classes in the the room that has all the BDSM equipment that I talked about in a previous episode. Mm -hmm. So she's here in the flesh to talk to us.
3: Yes, I'm and, happy to be here.
1: And what's funny is Coco's the one that told me, <laughs> but then Coco didn't go. Yes. Sorry, me. girl. Sorry, sorry, girl. So, um, I
4: um, I know I'm, I met Twilight a long time ago. Um, it was actually uh, some kind of business networking thing, and um, at that time I was in a different place in my life, so um, I was more uh, conservative. Uh, so I was like, "Woo, this is a lot going on." Um, uh, what you got to say, Hazel? even more than you are now yes yes Mm -hmm. so um i've you know i've been like just seeing your stuff and um now that we do this podcast and i was doing i'm all about doing research and so i told Scarlett about it but um i didn't realize she had signed up so quickly (laughs) i was like i didn't think about this a little bit she was like okay signed up i was like oh girl dang Why I hesitate? Let's get this I, show yeah, on the road. I, I, I hesitated and so I didn't go, but I, I do plan to take a class. Okay. Um. And you know she has some a lot of good things to say about your class, but I just need to get up the nerves to <laughs> to actually do it. Like I'm good about presenting the information. I, I like to watch. I like to y'all. I mean y'all know I like to watch. So I'm cool about watching, but actually participating is,
1: you know, <laughs> is different
4: for me. So, so Twilight,
1: it. is that a big barrier for you in selling your <laughs> classes? Is, is there a lot of people that are like, you know, it sounds interesting, but I'm a little nervous about doing that? Um, Yes and no.
3: Mm. I will say this, that uh, recently it's been men who have gone to Google and they're searching keywords like sex coach, sex therapist, sex yeah. classes, mm-hmm. you know, near me. And then um, A Taste of Sex, which is my business, is like the second, first or second company or business that comes up. And then they'll nice. go to my website. Nice the like, there. Oh, she teaches this mm-hmm. you know, for couples. And so they aren't. Um,
0: they're already open to they're that. They're
3: already open yeah, of to course. that. Mm-hmm. If
0: you're and, already Google yeah. searching
3: it. And they're coming for various reasons. Mm-hmm. When I'm out and about, you know, and I'm telling people what I do because I have like my T-shirt with my logo on it. It's, like these red lips. And they're like, oh, a taste of sex. Like, what is that? And so when I tell them, sometimes they can be, you know, taken back a bit. I need to take notes from
1: you. We clearly need to be wearing some good, bad, horrible T-shirts yeah. around. Yeah, I love our logo. I love <laughs> it. It creates a <laughs> conversation. It. They're like, oh. It sure does. What is
3: that about? And Yes. So, and I'll wear like this vibrator necklace. And they're like, oh. <laughs>
1: So what's that? Oh my. And hey, can I just I say, say for the audience that can't see you right now, um, Twyla Uh-oh. is sitting on a couch right now. I'm <laughs> sitting right across from her and, um, in her hand, she is holding a ginormous dick. Dildo that is rainbow mm. colored, ginormous. That was average say, size. That's, not,
2: a, that's average. I feel like that's okay. that's a that's a regular
1: by size. Hazel's standards. It's average. It but okay, her hand is only half of that thing. That's that's yeah. But I dick think size. what stands
0: out is it glows.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is multicolored. <laughs> it I love is. that
0: you can see it for sure. You can. But yeah. when
1: she sat down and held that in her hand, she said, "I'm used to using this as my microphone." <laughs> I,
3: I am. That. So when I'm in class, this is how you know I talk.
1: With the dick in your hand. Yeah, with the dick in my hand.
3: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. uh, (laughs) But yeah, going back to your question, when I'm out and about, sometimes people are apprehensive. Like, oh my gosh, that's what you do. I don't know if I could do that.
0: But I think the beauty too is we're in a huge city. You're never going to likely see somebody again. Mm -hmm. So you you can go to a class and you can Mm -hmm. be around and not ever see them again. Now, if we were in a small town, people know Mm -hmm. you're taking an intimate class, people Mm -hmm. know you're taking. You know, you're researching or Googling or trying Mm -hmm. to get better. Mm -hmm. Here, Mm -hmm. you get lost in it
1: all. So I went to Twyla's dick-sucking class. I talked about the dick-writing class on the air, but I I don't think I'm talking about the dick-sucking class. But at the end of it, you had us all pose for pictures. And of course, I have a pretty prevalent presence Mm -hmm. for my accounting business Mm -hmm. so um i had told you i'm like i don't know about this i don't know that i need any of my clients or prospective clients Ah! like finding this picture of me with a dildo in my hand um so you had me turn yes and had just my back to it so out there somewhere is circulating a photo i saved it yeah i thought (laughs) I saved saved it it. yeah yeah was it you somebody yeah yeah, i posted it
0: in our group chat yeah no Somebody i, told, I told Scarlett. i'm like you're in the picture she
1: goes, <laughs> yeah, i don't think i got
3: you no, I get, yes. she's yeah, in there, but yeah. i
0: know her so i could tell yeah. from the behind she could yes. tell my back yeah oh, okay okay and i and she goes I, I go but you're turned around everybody else is facing forward so, yeah. yeah i think if they know you know you yeah but again
2: unless they are going to her site mm-hmm. and if they are well, they're going to be open to it anyway. There you right? go. But I think I
0: think your line is getting less blurry.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I
2: mean, I think you're at right. first
0: you were very. I mean, I, honestly, <laughs> business it is. card and you know, podcast yeah, card. Yeah, at, at yeah. first she kept everything very separate, mm-hmm. and now yeah. it's really starting to mesh yeah. like together. Yeah, so I, right. I feel like you're almost getting ready to open that door and just be like, "Fuck it, this, yeah, this is right. what I do. If you like me, great. If you don't, mm-hmm. it is what it is." Yeah,
1: no, you're right. I am getting a lot more open about Mm -hmm. it. So, but yeah, I just think it's kind of funny that there is a... Photo circulating the yeah. internet with a dildo in my hand. <laughs> Clear penis. Yeah, and you did more
3: in class. You did really good in class. Proud of you.
1: Thank you. You know, I've gotten compliments on my dick sucking. In That's fact, Mr. Hollywood texted me. The, I talked about Mr. Hollywood recently and I gave him head. And so I told him, I said, since I can't get you on the show, can you just give me a little like review about my performance wow. on the dick sucking? And so this is what he sent me. He said you seemed very intentional like you were really enjoying it. Most men will tell you that enthusiasm is the single best element of a good mm-hmm. blow job. No man wants to feel like she's just tolerating the experience. If a woman doesn't thoroughly enjoy doing it, it would be a deal breaker for me even if all other things were fantastic. So That's that true. was his review. Wow. So, yeah, review. So is that something that you've talked about with your couples and women I guess in general like being enthusiastic and is do you think it's okay for women to fake that no you have to be genuine
3: your attitude has to be genuine about sucking dick
1: so what if you're not enthusiastic
3: about that do you just not do it so some people don't or they half-ass do it and so when they meet with me you know and I'm talking to women well why don't you enjoy doing this particular act and it could be for various reasons if it's trauma related or they are truly uncomfortable you know, mm-hmm. doing that particular act or they've had um a bad experience, maybe it was not well received. And so they're with this this, you know, their new partner now. They want to please them, but they truly don't know how to do that. And it you know, it could be for various reasons. But it's all about the attitude. You have to be, you know, in my mind, I tell people that the penis is a work of art, the veins, you know, the the pulsating of the blood when it gets hard. You know the shaft, the head, all of it is very stimulating to me. And if you aren't enthusiastic about that and who it's attached to, then when you give head, is it's, it's, it's going to show? Yeah, it is. It's that right. energy there and too.
2: I also feel like a lot of ladies feel like it's degrading mm-hmm. to get on their knees and and suck dick. Yeah, we well, don't have to so get on that, your knees or whatever <laughs> it is. But that's how that's what we yeah. typically hear from um mm-hmm. females. Yeah, and. Uh, they all know how i feel whenever you are in your feminine energy and you're feeling yourself and then you go be with a man and you're doing those things mm-hmm. it turns out a lot better because you're truly enjoying the experience mm-hmm. they are going to get that from you that they're they know that you're enjoying what
3: you're doing oh yeah and they can just feel that all the way around, they can feel that all the way around that energy, and it's also um, a control thing. Like I have his dick in my mouth, and I my goal is to suck the soul out of him,
2: the whole soul, <laughs> all of it. I'm trying to get balls all and everything, all of, the, all it. of it.
3: Yeah, yeah it, it really is. So you know, it's sex is mental. It starts in the mind. Yeah. So if you're telling yourself, "Oh, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this," and it's gonna come across as that when you're down there with you know that person. You know, um, it is a job because you know you're blowing through your nose, you have to watch teeth placement, make sure uh-huh. that the mouth is, you know, has enough saliva in it. So you don't want to be given dry head. <laughs> like who wants that?
2: And you know what, from what I hear, most men love sloppy head.
3: Absolutely. They sloppy don't like toppy, head. Flop on a knob like corn on a cob. Absolutely. Yeah. They
2: love seeing it slobber, you know, coming down your face and dripping
0: on your boobs. Spitting on it,
3: yeah, middle yes. of it. Well, and it's lubrication, right? So,
1: it's lube. Yeah. yeah, I will say this it's important, in my opinion, to be hydrated. Well, hydrated, you yeah,
3: you have to be hydrated. Yes, no, cotton mouth is not great when you know, fucking dick, not at all. It's not good
2: for the kitty cat either.
3: No, it is not, it's, it's not. <laughs> not, yes, and I do talk about that
0: hygiene, is, which is way key. the talks, the dildo.
3: Yeah, the yeah. it, it, it jiggles, it jiggles,
0: <laughs> tuck into it. But right.
3: I love my rainbow <laughs> penis, but yes, hygiene is, is key for women, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, for men too, and for men too, absolutely. So, we talked about this in class, uh-huh. you know. Um,
0: what you eat affects it too,
3: right? Yeah, because no woman it's wants no woman likes spunky spunk, even both, if it's a man yeah. on man. No man wants to be tasting his partner's spunky spunk. It's mm-hmm. what no. are you eating, and you know. What does the, the juices look like? Is it thick? Is it salty? You know, does it stink? Does it, if you come up and you're doing this, you <laughs> <laughs> no, just wow. a, a twang, yeah. like twang, no. like, no. Shouldn't look like snot.
0: Oh, mm. oh, yeah, no, because ever... no.
2: they're doing—they're not getting enough of something
0: in their diet. <laughs> my, my gag reflex is activating right now. But you
2: can see now why ladies don't like to swallow or have it in their mm. mouth—is because the guy isn't necessarily taking care of his body. Well, what yeah, heard
0: like huge coffee drinkers too, right? Acidity really affects the taste of it. It
3: can beer, oh, I was beer, oh. alcohol Definitely. Yeah. Um, if they're a smoker, all of these, yes. you know, play into part of their diet but you know you got to think whatever I'm putting into my body is going to come out in some form or fashion so if he's not eating the right things if he's not eating his fruits his vegetables if he's not drinking enough water it is going to come out in his his juices and you can taste it so you know my boyfriend is big on juicing and I love it. So it's sweet so it's it tastes like I don't know. It's not like sweet, but it's like clean tasting, like yeah. avocado tasting. You know? Hmm. So it, wow. Okay. Sometimes it doesn't even have a taste to yeah, it. Yeah, I so like it, it when it doesn't have a just, taste. I'm good. Yeah, it's it's not it's not sweet because it tastes clean. But of. it tastes like I, I'm okay swallowing it. You know, mm-hmm. I I like so the textures here.
1: there, the flavors, yes, yeah,
3: all of that shit is there.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we we talked about yeah. this actually in our very first episode. All the foods to eat to mm-hmm. get your semen to taste better. Mm-hmm. Things like pineapple, of course, that's a popular one. Mm-hmm. Um, parsley, uh, celery, blueberries, wheatgrass. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of things that basically are things we should be eating anyway for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it seems like just in general, having a healthier diet helps yep. with that. And, you know, for men, I, I say this nuts are good for your nuts.
3: You need to have, really? mm-hmm. you know, eat walnuts, almonds. It's it's good for your nuts. It's good for your diet. Um, helps with the blood flow as well. So you have to think, okay, I need to make sure I'm drinking enough water. Because we all know men, the blood is going to the penis to create the erection. So what does your blood flow look like? Mm-hmm. Are you on any type of medication? Yeah. You know, do you have yeah. high blood pressure for whatever reason? Mm-hmm. Do you have diabetes? That affects your yeah. stamina. You know, mm-hmm. that Absolutely. affects. Yeah. That affects all of that. And then if they are eating the right um, foods, then um, the diet is good. But most importantly, the juices are full of protein. So, you know, it's full. So of, are you saying it's um, actually good? Yeah, it's protein. Yeah. Good for you? Yeah. Wow. It's potassium. It's the the uh, calcium, a little bit of calcium.
2: There is you in go, lady. So you know what <laughs> they say a doctor or an apple a day keeps.
1: Yeah. A dick a day? It's really. It's a dick day? It's really. It's really,
2: <laughs> it's it's really, <laughs> it it's really literally <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a great way to start your day. Skip with the some protein, protein shake. Yeah, mean, it's your protein and this the you your shake. Suck a it It's your protein shake. And then spray paint on your face. Shake it and protein's going to come out.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, and you know, they spray paint on your face. That's good for a facial. I, I do have I a question. I've never yeah. heard um, of that. Yeah, just close your eyes. Don't let it get in your eyes. Just, yeah, you yeah, don't want it get in your eyes.
1: Just, yeah, just, is it exfoliating? Can be. <laughs> like a mask? Like a face mask?
3: Like he's on top of you and he shoots out? Yeah. yeah or if you're down below and he's going to this come This is
1: clean your pores.
3: Yeah. <laughs> if he's clean, hey.
1: There you go ladies, a Good skin r- care routine as right? well. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Now, wow. we're not saying to rub it in your face
0: and wear it all day. No, <laughs> no, that's, that's not what, what we're saying. At all. Remember, you're talking about your skincare. Yes. Hey, well, no, that's
4: so different.
0: So- Coco's gonna be I'm sorry. Coco's gonna meant. be like, can we put that in a jar? Just <laughs> no, and bottle it up. Yeah, no. okay. I'm so, okay. Ladies, you guys need a little spritzer.
4: Of cum. No, that's, <laughs> that's not what I had in mind. But um, I did, I did. I want to ask, like, how did you get started in this, especially being a woman? Mm-hmm. I would think that you run into some very, like, weird people. I mean, I run into weird people regularly um, just walking down the street. So I can imagine, like, being in this business mm-hmm. and being an, an unmarried woman.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You probably get some
3: oh, yeah, creepers, <laughs> right? <sighs> so I got started doing erotic poetry. And, really? okay. Wow. And how I got started in erotic poetry, I was, you know, hanging out with my girlfriends one Saturday and we were tipsy. Um, And so we were... Talking about you know um, sex and you know uh, encounters that we had, and we were talking about bad sex, and so <laughs> the
0: things that we all talk yeah, about when that girls get, get there, together. This, guys, just so you know, this yeah. is what happens is when what girls get together. This is the topic of conversation. <laughs> yeah. We bad are sex. talking about
3: yeah. you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. And so she was describing the time she was with this guy, and the sex was trash. So I was like, oh, that's pillow dick. And they was like, pillow what? Dick. I was like, pillow dick. <laughs> You know, the guy Stop. that just lays there. Oh, He's God. not doing anything. Oh, gosh. He's yes, not moving. Guys have pillow pussy. We have pillow dick. And so I was like, oh, that's pillow dick. And so off the top of my head, I was like, pillow dick, pillow dick, pillow dick. Why are you fucking with my clit? You wasting my time. you <laughs> so damn fine. And I just she, she started rhyming. going on. And I was like, oh, that's a poem.
0: You start rhyming at the table. Yeah. She stands up.
3: So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to write this down, and so um, it just evolved from there. And at the time, I was seeing a guy um, who introduced me to BDSM, and so oh, yeah, I got into that lifestyle. Um, I'm not all the way in, so I'm no. I'm not Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm not. <laughs> even uh, that's elementary, though. But I was gonna say I think I, BDSM I, uh, people. think I don't. That that's, real BDSM people the, don't see
2: that as real BDSM. Yeah, I'm not to even
3: over there, but. He introduced me to it, so I started to continue to write about my experiences um, and a little bit of fantasy, you know, that imagination Mm -hmm. mixed in with reality. And then I said, I'm going to dress the part. So um, he got me a collar. So I was like, I'm going to wear this collar out on stage and show women that you can be comfortable in your skin and enjoy what you like sexually and so as I started doing performances, people would come up to me and be like I like what you had to say. I truly enjoy that. And
0: can I ask though mm-hmm. this has to start from a healthy you Self-esteem. your childhood? No. I feel like did you, was your mom open about this? No. So because <laughs> we talk about how we are what we are, you know, I grew up thinking it was a bad thing. I mm-hmm. couldn't even take a shower. My mom would be like just put water on it, don't touch it, never touch mm. it. Like it was very like a bad thing. I was also Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mexican, so mm-hmm. that plays into mm-hmm. it. So what was your exposure growing up to sex? Who exposed you to have such a healthy out- outlook on sex?
3: Growing up, well, my mom and I, we didn't have those conversations. We didn't talk about sex. Now, I do remember going to her, expressing to her how my body was changing and how I started to feel tingly. And I asked her mm-hmm. about um, a certain act that I was doing, and she said, I described it to her. And she said, oh, that's masturbation. Oh, and but I was like, she answered it. Yeah, she did. She talked did. about it. She mm-hmm. did, not I'll never forget that. And I was like, oh. See, my mom would have said, stop. Okay.
0: <laughs> stop. <laughs> no, she
3: right.
1: didn't know yeah. how often I was yeah.
3: doing this. Oh, I did right.
1: talking about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what I'm but saying. But
3: that was, that was pretty much the extent of the conversation. And then she found out that I was sexually active with the only boyfriend that I had in high school because I had to go to the doctor and you know, cycle was unregulated, so I get on the pill. So he asked, Are you sexually active? She's in the room with me.
1: Oh boy.
3: Couldn't lie. So I was like, Yes, I am. So I feel like most girls would lie. But, but I what was what, was
0: what was your mom's reaction to that? Because see, had my I would have not even answered. Mm-hmm. I would have lied. But what was your if did she have no reaction?
3: She was Kind of quiet. With, and She didn't geez. talk about it. Anymore. We didn't really talk about it. Got no. it. Mm-mm.
0: Got it. Okay. No, so okay. it
3: wasn't like but she um, didn't
0: scold you. I feel like my mom would have no. given me a whole lecture on the
3: way home. She didn't
0: see, and I feel maybe that was you knew it was okay.
3: Yeah, I mean, she didn't say, "Yeah, go out here and have the best sex," you know. Right. You know <laughs> hey, your best life. Um, yeah, but because I was going to be on the pill, that, the pill was for one thing had nothing to do with sex. It was so I could have a regular cycle. Mm-hmm. That's why I was at the doctor anyway. And so um, she didn't make me feel bad about it. See, but we I never talked that. about it at yeah, the same so even time. Even if
0: she didn't say anything, the fact that she didn't make you feel bad about it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. once you feel bad about it, that's what is A hard to A psychological barrier. Yeah. 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 Right. And so so maybe it wasn't the, I mean, she wasn't like, okay, honey, well, you can do this or that. But the fact that yeah. she just didn't make you feel bad to me is amazing. Yeah.
3: So I was never ashamed of it. I didn't know exactly what I was doing, of course. So but you fast. were never, never educated
2: no about it. Mm-mm. No, so you I were just out there thing, like most females, just
3: out there, just doing whatever you think you you should be. Oh doing. yeah, no, I was scared for one thing. I knew I better not have my ass pregnant at any point in time, okay. <laughs> while well, I'm in high school or that. even in college. Yeah. And I went I to college yeah. out of state, so I knew uh-huh. it <laughs> it wasn't actually articulated by her. I just understood the assignment. That's not what you're gonna do. It was, you know, you go to college, you get married, then you have kids. That's mm. how it was. And that's what I did. So, you know, I get with my husband. I was with him. I met him. I was 18 and we divorced and I was 35. So that was like the second guy that I had been with. Uh, So discovering what sex meant to him, even to me, what is pleasure like, you know, um, I was with the mindset of I'm supposed to please him. You know, it's not always about me, but I'm supposed to cater to him. Which, yeah.
2: Now... How do you view sex? Are you there to please him? Oh, both of us. But me first. And and I try to tell the girls the same thing. It's not about whenever you're having sex with a guy. It's not about you pleasing him. Mm -hmm. It's about you being 100 percent present within yourself. Mm -hmm. So that way you are allowing yourself the pleasure Mm -hmm. of this person, Mm -hmm. whoever it is. And with that being said, whenever you're doing that, mm-hmm. it gives a better experience for the both it does. of you
3: guys. It does, because if you are truly enjoying it to please you, that energy is going to come across. So therefore you are pleasing him or her at the same time. So um, fast forward to where I am now. I woke up at the age of 40 and I was like, I give zero fucks about what anyone thinks.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I am going That's where to I am, that part, right enjoy there. what I
3: like in all yeah. areas of my life. Yeah. Um, but after the divorce, I had to figure out who I was again. Right. You know, just wearing, you know, these different hats, being these different roles. Mom, um, you know, at the time I was a wife, but who was I again? And so, um, yeah, at 40, I was like, I'm just going to Rediscover Mm -hmm. what I truly like. And like I said, in terms of all areas of my life and then sex just happens to be it. I just felt more confident, you know, being out there. Started saying my affirmations
1: Mm
3: -hmm. um, because you have to believe what you speak into yourself. You know, you speak life into self and do you believe that? And so, yeah, so here
2: I am now at 45. And you've explored. Yeah. And allowed yourself all of these amazing Mm -hmm. sexual experiences. Mm -hmm. So now you can own your shit and be who you are And I'm still learning.
3: I'm still enjoying sex and, you know, learning with my boyfriend. And, you know, we have fun together. It's enjoyable. You know, I bring him to work like he came to work with me today. So it's cool. (laughs) Yeah, this one was cool. It was with five couples. And, um, well, yeah, two ladies were single. So I have vetted men for them.
0: Volunteers. Yes. Vetted men? Vetted what, men. What does that mean? So what, how do you
3: vet? them? So I just them? can't have anybody there. Yeah. So i have Ooh. to talk to you, see what you're about. Facebook or IG stalk you. Make sure you're not crazy. Okay,
1: okay yeah mm-hmm. Oh, cool. okay so i was under the impression you were just blasting it on your social media like who wants to come volunteer and
3: i see it, and then i you know they responded now i need to talk to you okay so All you right, do that good before yeah. they show up that made me a little nervous when <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 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 so you know they came out they had a really good really good time um i'm with- sure they did yeah <laughs> so oh but going back to the story so i had this this crazy story um so I had this one guy he googled me and he wanted to come by the business address and he wanted to get a prostate massage I was like I don't do Mm. prostate massages so he called ahead of time and I told him I don't do this but he wanted to come by and he came by the establishment yeah that was kind of creepy so he showed you he he showed showed up. up I was On the other side of town. How did you know he showed up? um, The lady that owns the business, she called me and Mm. she was like, Twilight, did you set an appointment with a client? I was like, no. She was like, is this guy here to see you? Mm. And so I get him on the phone. I'm like, (laughs) politely, tactically went off. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's what you got to do sometimes. That's what you got to
4: do. Like,
3: sir, don't you ever in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, well,
0: and I will say, I think sometimes they feel like, which we've had this conversation over dinner, Scarlett and I. I feel sometimes because when she, when we talk about it. I feel when you are open about it, I feel like they feel like you're open to everything Every, yes. and everything's mm-hmm. okay. And it's not. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they feel like you're game for everything, right? I'm going to yep. fuck you. I'm going to fuck all your friends in a limo, yeah. right? It's yep. like, oh, because you're yep. open about sex. Mm-hmm. You should want and do everything. Right. That's not yeah. what it means. It's not no. a pass. No, Just because we educate, you talk, that doesn't mean that you're going to mm-hmm. give him... A happy ending massage. No, I'm not doing that at all. all. Mm-hmm. Right, but they feel like that's what you want. Oh are. yeah,
3: and so you know, I put that out there with my classes. This is for educational purposes. Oh, right. You're not in these classes nude. You know, you <laughs> have on your clothes. Yeah. You go home and you do that. You take all, you know, <laughs> right. this oh, you information. You this information and, right. and Use you it. take it home. Right. Yeah. But you know, I do get the random phone calls. I do get the um, quite interesting text messages. Right. So we
0: all got boundaries, though. I
3: just nothing up and
2: Yeah, but at the end of the day, she's running a business, mm-hmm. so all of the extra stuff. Pay. Yeah, like, mm, no, not doing that's that. not ah! okay. Like uh, you come over yeah. here and you book these services, or you get the fuck out of my face.
3: Yeah, <laughs> even with my private classes, I do offer um, couples private classes mm-hmm. and. Um, Private classes for singles because everyone may not want to be within a group setting.
1: Well, we've been trying to encourage Hazel Hazel to teach because she's a teacher (laughs) just (laughs) naturally. Just naturally. She loves to educate, especially women. I think that's who primarily you Mm -hmm. like to talk to about sex. And so we've Mm -hmm. been telling her, you should do this as a profession. So, what is it that you know now that you wish you had known when you were getting started?
3: Oh, wow. Hmm. I would say just being more confident in what it is that I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. When I first got started, you know, very, um, not so much timid, but very nervous. Like, how will this message be received? Am I helping people? Am I truly helping them? You know, do they understand the purpose behind all of that? Now, I'm very much more in tune and more confident with with the classes now. Um, And the location where we have the classes, it's not like, an an office environment or a hotel or anything like that. It's very much sexy and sensual. Mm -hmm. So it gets me in the mood to talk about, you Mm -hmm. know, sex.
2: Because the environment. It does come through sexually, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what gets me excited about teaching women how to be in our feminine energy Mm -hmm. whenever we're going to have um, some type of relationship or whatever it is with a partner and I was telling her it's a it's a whole process of being completely in your body from the time you take a shower mm-hmm. and you're washing your hair to whenever you're rubbing cleaning your legs and your arms and being fully present with your body and getting dressed and putting on the cute outfits and perfume and your makeup. It's a whole thing to be in your feminine energy to prepare yourself to be fully present whenever you are going to have sex with someone.
3: And I agree. And it's, when it comes to, you know, that's this whole thing about feminine energy, feminine energy, it's 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 everything. It's how you walk. It's how you speak. It's how you sit upright. It's all of that. It's how you truly carry yourself. Absolutely. It's when you enter the room, that energy is like, oh, who is that? I need to see who mm-hmm. she is. Without, you know, even saying anything, that's, to me, what that, you know, all of that feminine energy is which carries over into the bedroom you mm-hmm. know and it is what you what you wear how you wear it you how know how you feel in it, how you what, feel what the fabric in feels it. like yes, it's all of everything. That. it's how you put the lotion on like you said it's yes. how you put the lotion on on your body how like does if you it just like and, all the right. time
2: no and that's like, a part that's of being fully that. present with yourself mm-hmm. before you're allowing any type of masculine energy in your presence mm-hmm. Because you're a hundred percent in your feminine. Energy. Well, and
1: I would say this: if if you had told me that a year ago, I would have no clue what the fuck you're talking about. But because I started Pilates, I guess about eight months ago or so. They focus a lot of attention on having you check in with your body. Mm -hmm. Like the the instructors often will say, focus on your breathing, you Mm -hmm. know, and they'll give you specific instructions on how to breathe or they'll have you check in on, are you perfectly balancing on both of your feet instead of one side more than the other? Like they're constantly giving you these cues to check in with Mm -hmm. your body. So this mind-body connection that you guys are talking about makes a lot more sense to me now. If if you had told me that a year ago, I would not have had a clue what you were talking mm-hmm. about. So I think it's a little bit ambiguous and probably a lot of women are going, what, what do you mean?
3: It's really, you know, like standing in front of the mirror, looking at yourself and truly being... Um, Acceptive, Acceptive I would say, peeling all of those layers away and just truly looking. Now, in to the me, mirror. that's
1: a different thing because now saying, you're talking about self-acceptance and self-esteem, right? And it's
3: also that, but it's at the same time accepting who you are, how you look, but being comfortable in your body. And so, looking at yourself and saying the affirmations, you know, I'm beautiful, I'm sexy, I am deserving of pleasure because you are. I'm right. worthy. I am deserving of love, and you know, find a favorite place on your body and touch yourself, if even it's your breast or your
2: womb space. Right, even if you're not a hundred percent okay with your body, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has things that you want to change on oh, your yeah. body, right? If you take those things and be with those things, mm-hmm. you know, and just tell yourself, "I love," th- I don't. It's okay for me not to want this particular thing, or It's okay for me to want to lose weight, Mm -hmm. right? But right now, I am going to love my entire body as I am Mm -hmm.
1: right now. And that does go a long way in the bedroom.
2: So much, I am going to pamper you alone Mm -hmm. in order for us to receive the pampering physically from this person that's coming over. That's a huge thing Mm -hmm. because whenever you're okay with accepting, All right. I have a stomach or I hate my thighs. You know what? I love my thighs right now.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm okay. I accept my thighs right now. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're getting in front of someone and you're doing all these weird positions in sex, you're not even thinking about your quote unquote flaws. You are fully present with yourself. And And that makes a huge difference. You're going to release more. You're going to orgasm more because you're not thinking about that stupid shit about, oh, my gosh, does he, is he looking at my stretch marks? Oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. is you know, my boobs um, the way they need to be? Are they perky? Oh, my gosh, is my stomach this way? You're not thinking about that stuff because you're fully present and loving in yourself in that moment.
1: So how do you recommend women get to that place? Because we, as women in general, I think have a lot of what I call pop-up windows. And it could be nothing related to your body at all. It could be, oh, did I remember to shut the garage door? Yeah. Or, oh, I got to remember to email my kid's teacher. It could be anything. I feel
2: like it's definitely practice. It's practice about being present with with yourself, whether that's, like you said, It can be yoga, it can be Pilates, it can be meditation, it can be exercise, it can be music, it can be art. It can be whatever it is that you're doing that you
3: are fully present in the moment. I agree. And it's practicing, like you said, being in the moment. And it's all about the mental, mental mindfulness. You know, are you truly present? And that can carry over. Like I think of our mind as being like a Rolodex when it comes to women. We're thinking about everything. So when you're with that partner physically, you're there and mentally you aren't because you're thinking about the kids, the Mm -hmm. groceries, Mm -hmm. you know, the bills, whatever it is. So you have to get out of here. You have to be, like you said, in the moment, being right there. But it goes back to practicing. Yes. Goes back to shutting everything off when you're meditating. Yeah. When you are are still, you know, you're sitting there and you are focused on saying affirmations on loop in your head. Um, Because the mind, you're training the mind to focus on one thing and not stray away and do anything And it can
2: be not even just affirmations. Affirmations are amazing. Mm -hmm. They're great. But it can just be something as simple as just breathing.
3: Oh, yeah. focusing on breathing. Just
2: sitting there Mm -hmm. and breathing. And like you said, the Rolodex, I use a computer. Mm -hmm. We all have these browsers Mm -hmm. up all the time. Mm -hmm. Meditation Mm -hmm. or singing or whatever it is that you do. And you're just literally focused on that one mm-hmm. thing. It's literally like closing each of those browsers down.
1: I actually went to a um, an executive kind of CEO peer group recently where he was actually talking about just that, about mindfulness. Um, and obviously this was in a business setting, but it's a very similar idea. And he said a lot of people get frustrated saying, I'm not good at meditation. I don't do it right. I'm always end up thinking about something. And he was saying that practice of, okay, I'm going to clear my mind. And every time something pops up, you put away. And he kind mm-hmm. of gave us the visual of like a box, kind of like a pop-up window, right? It pops up. And you're taking it away again. Mm -hmm. He said just the practice of doing that is even Mm -hmm. mindfulness. And he said eventually you start getting better and better at wiping those things away. Mm -hmm. And you have to
2: catch it as soon as sometimes you don't realize that you've switched over to another browser. mm -hmm. You're sitting there, you're trying to breathe or trying to paint or whatever. And something can pop up and you're like, oh, and then you actually get into whatever that thought Comes up and then you're creating this whole scenario of, mm-hmm. oh, this and this and this. And then, oh, what if I done this and this? Shit. No, you got to stop it as soon as you recognize that right. that's what you're doing. And then, OK, let me start back.
1: And then I would imagine with practice that reckon that recognition comes sooner and sooner Absolutely. and sooner because oh, yeah. you're practicing yes. it. Mm-hmm.
2: And it does get easier and easier. And then you'll get to a point where you can just sit and be completely by yourself. Mm hmm. You're going to love who you are. You're going to love your own company. You're going to love being alone. And whenever you love who you are and being alone, whenever it does come to intercourse and stuff like that, it's going to be completely different because you get to choose what it is you want to do, who it is you want to do, how it is. You are You are making that choice, not a masculine energy.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Good point.
3: I like it. I would agree. I would totally agree. And also,
0: like Scarlett has said before to me, um, they're just happy they got you naked. Don't be so (laughs) (laughs) self-conscious. She always says that. She goes, you're thinking about that. I bet you he's not. He's just happy he got you naked. We talked about that
3: in class. (laughs) Today was like, you know, you're on top and he doesn't care about your stretch marks. He doesn't care if your titties are lopsided. He
2: is excited. He's just watching his dick go in and out. Like, he's like, oh, shit. Right. He's yeah. thinking of puppy dog, so he doesn't nut.
1: <laughs> yeah, we as women in general, we know intimately every flaw of our body, right? Mm-hmm. Every stretch mark, all the cellulites, we know all of that. <laughs> but I don't think guys care about that well, this shit. Well,
2: is, this is how I feel, right? You can have all of that, but if you are truly in your feminine energy and you are confident, they don't give a fuck. Because that attracts, right. is sex, of you can, you mm-hmm. can be whatever you can, whatever it is in and every aspect, in even business. If you know what you're talking you about, own that and you shit. Come in. Absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That to that to men is like, oh shit, like that is super sexy because it's, again, it's that energy. You're putting that out and everybody knows energy doesn't lie. You can walk into a room and be like, oh shit, no one has said a word and you just know something's off. You know, so it's definitely it doesn't matter. Just be with yourself and be okay with yourself, even if you're trying to work on yourself, certain aspects, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you can still want to change things and love where you are right now with your body.
1: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I went to a different dick sucking class last night. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with the velvet box. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with them? And they, mm-hmm. they do classes are really cool. This, the sex store in Fort worth, they have actually outfitted a, an education room mm-hmm. for things like this. Um, it was really interesting and I love how sex brings vulnerability out of people. Mm-hmm. Um, these women that were sharing their stories very much along the lines of what we're talking about. There was one woman there that shared that she had grown up in purity culture mm-hmm. and had a lot of shame around sex in general, just from her upbringing and gets married to a man that, you know, in, in the setting that she grew up in, the parents are very involved in that dating process and, you know, not arranged marriages, but they're involved, you know? Um, so she married this guy and he got off on the fact that she was a virgin mm-hmm. and That's wouldn't a have a problem, would not have sex. You're with not her. a
0: virgin anymore. He
1: wouldn't have yeah. sex. Yeah. With he her. wouldn't
0: have sex with mm-hmm. her anymore. Yeah.
1: So of course he would, you know, come all over her, but not in her. Wow. He would not get in. He would not penetrate her because he didn't want to de-virginize her. Right. He like he got off her. on the fact that she was a virgin. So it was a fetish. It, it was a yeah, fetish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she wanted children. Oh, I can't so, have children if they own your face. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, it, it, you know, she just talked about, like, how, how awful that situation mm. was. So, she
0: was a virgin the whole time yes. she was married? That's yes. That's crazy. Yes. Oh. She
1: eventually they adopted kids eventually but it eventually got to the point where they got divorced and she got out of that situation and she's in, it sounds like a much better situation now but um that was one story that had come out and then there was a woman that was over here from overseas in a country where they're not even allowed to buy sex toys mm-hmm. like oh! she was she was talking about these products that you guys have like wow at, at any street yeah. corner she said we're not allowed to buy them she's like i'll, I'll try to like stash them in my suitcase but if they confiscate them i'm not allowed to have this stuff i'm like now that's interesting mm. and she was asking the, the lady that was teaching the class she said would you do some kind of zoom because we need this information like nobody's even allowed to talk about this where i live so a lot of interesting stories came out of that i was i was very um interested to hear all these different perspectives and the vulnerability and the the trauma these women have been through mm-hmm. the shame they felt like you talk about some big psychological mm-hmm. barriers that a lot of these women are dealing with um there was one woman talking about how she was in a sexless marriage for 12 years um just recently got out of it uh she had her first encounter last weekend with a guy sexual encounter and she was talking about how self-conscious she felt because she had not had sex Mm. in 12 years and she she just talked about how that got so much in the way because she was so self-conscious she didn't know what she was doing she said she tried to go down on the guy and she couldn't make him come you know so Mm -hmm. she she started crying right there in the middle of the story you know of course everybody around her is trying to comfort her and everything like girl you know it's all good like don't be feeling bad about this but i'm sure even with people telling you that it's it's hard to get through those mental barriers Mm -hmm. So what do you tell women on, okay, yeah, great, this all sounds fine and good to, yeah, be, you know, one with yourself and Mm -hmm. be all good with it. It sounds great in theory, but how do you actually get through this, like, big shit that you got to get through psychologically to get to that point? It's
3: really baby steps. I mean, because and it depends on the level of trauma that they've encountered as well. For example, the young lady who was in the sexless marriage, I'd want to know, well, how did it get that way? You know, what, not to put any blame on her, but what happened in the relationship to Mm -hmm. where the two of you looked at each other and had no desire? What happened to the intimacy? Um, Did you talk about it? How was it received? Like, what transpired for 12 years? You didn't touch each other? Or was it sexless to the point where you had sex? Was it once a month? Was it twice a year? You know, so what was the definition of true, mm-hmm. truly a sexless relationship? Did you not just have sex at all? And why? And did you no longer like each other? So that's where it starts when it comes to the coaching sessions with something like that, having that conversation, asking those questions. Because something just, you know, things happen throughout those 12 years to where they didn't have sex. They didn't wake up one morning and say, I'm just not having sex Mm -hmm. with you. Like, no, something happened. Um, Talking to women about when it comes to kids, you know, their body changes. Kids can be a dynamic as well. So how do we have that, you know, that intimacy again? And so talking to them. So to answer your question, it really goes back to having a conversation over and over again. Um, But it's just a part of therapy. Now, what I do, if it's like true, like high level of sexual trauma, then they really need to see someone who is truly specialized Mm -hmm. in that. Which I'm not there yet. I'm getting my master's. Nice. Give me three years. Good for you. I also feel like those people need to be ready to let go and ready to heal. And they have to continue to go to therapy. I meet couples where, you know, the woman has had some type of sexual trauma. And, oh, yeah, I went to therapy but I stopped. Why did well, you stop? That mm-hmm. doesn't
0: even it's like exercise. You want to lose weight, don't go to the gym once. You have to go all the and time. No, well, it's, a it's a maintenance. It's a but it is. It's oh, a maintenance. No. Or you know, it's a maintenance thing. So just therapy is a maintenance, exercise is a maintenance. And there's I feel like there's different kinds of therapy. Mm-hmm. Of course.
1: So okay, it's not I, necessarily I want to speak on this because as a person that has gone to all kinds of therapy trying to fix <laughs> my marriage. I will say, I, we spent a t- shit ton of money on mm-hmm. therapy that I don't feel like did anything for us. Okay. So is, does that mean we just didn't have the right people? Were we not in the right mindset? Like, what, what was wrong there? Because I feel like it was a complete waste of money.
3: And so my question would be, just is it at- something that the two of you truly wanted to work out? Did you truly want to be with each other?
1: Maybe not. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> she,
0: it wasn't the right thing. Mm-hmm.
3: It, it's not it, that because was the question if you really she didn't have wanted- the right
0: husband I should say I think there was a lot to it I mean also, also you know deep down if you want to
2: be with this person or not yeah like you know deep down like do I want to deal with this motherfucker for the next ten years <laughs>
1: Okay, so the answer you know to I'm that saying? is probably no. Exactly, but I was, were, like I was him. But so, there was a
0: lot at
2: stake. Right, but you, you have st- children. I get that. But at the end of the day, the children are going to leave. No, you're going to be she stuck. Knew that.
0: No, I think she knew that. I, honestly, she got to a point, Scarlett, where I literally, you're literally paying somebody to therapize you, but you're the one therapizing yourself. Mm-hmm. I always said <laughs> that because she would talk so much and analyze herself so much, the therapist would agree with her, and I said, you're literally mm-hmm. just. She's just there to listen to you (laughs) vent. And Mm -hmm. so she knew all along it wasn't a marriage for her.
1: On that note, I do a lot of reading, especially on psychological topics, because it's just a fascinating thing to me is human psychology, relationships, you know, whatever, personality types, EQ. I have a lot of books on those topics. So there's things about myself that have changed because I've read a book that was literally a paradigm shift for me and it, my behavior changed as a result of my paradigm shifting so i can point to specific books that have changed my life i cannot point to a specific therapist that has changed my mm-hmm. life and i've been to many and that's why i say
2: to me therapy can be different ways it can mm-hmm. be reading a book
3: it can be.
0: But you when know. her situation, I think she knew from the very beginning because she even said, I, I knew I should have not been in this marriage. I, I you knew I I knew I was jumping into it too soon. Her husband had passed away. She already knew. So she yeah. already carried that in there. So from the very beginning, it wasn't right. Right. Yeah. But yeah. That, You're right.
2: But again, that's where most women mess up because you know, but yet you, you don't do listen what to what yourself. You, right. Mm-hmm. You do what you quote unquote think is right. But at the end of the day, you're going to have, like, you're creating scars the more and more you of course, don't and, listen to yourself. And she's
0: also said she was scared to be alone in a single mother. Yeah. I mean, that was mm-hmm. really what it was. She of didn't want to be alone. Terrifying. But now, the older you get, the less you care and the stronger you feel. Yeah. Then, no, Absolutely. it's a different story. Now mm-hmm. she's taking it full on. If You know, she's okay if she's single. Yeah. But, I mean, I understand where she came from. The beginning she knew, though, she wasn't
1: yeah. in the right. right marriage. You're right. I did. I knew going into the marriage that this was not the guy of my dreams. I knew that. Mm-hmm. There was a plethora of reasons why I went through with it, but, but I knew. But what mm-hmm. leads
0: what leads most people fear? And it was a fear yeah. in her. And yeah. so she followed it and she let it. I mean, it was the, the fear of being a single mother and alone. It was fear. Fear
1: based. It was a lot of things, but that was definitely a factor. Yes. Yeah. And I'll I'll dive more into that in, in a future episode about... The, all the fears that were were there at that point that led me to that decision there was a lot there was a lot going on and a
2: lot of times people women have those fears because you haven't healed from past things yeah and you're not mm-hmm. in your your well feminine certainly energy. in my case I feel like once you're in and you're okay with yourself and you accept yourself it's easy for you to make those decisions no I'm not putting up with this it's yeah. it's easy. Well, And
0: you get more vocal as you get older. I don't think I was as... I mean, I know I wasn't as vocal as I am now. Now I can really... I know what I want. Mm-hmm. I know what I to say. I get right. it. But at 20, mm-hmm. at 30, your mm-hmm. parents are in your ears. Yep. What, do you, what are people going to think of me? Yep. What are people going to say? That's all always playing. But the older you get, the mm-hmm. less you fucking care. I, yep. I will tell you guys this. At 32, I got
2: divorced at 30. 32, I literally was being by myself. I literally took five years to heal and to be in my feminine energy. Once I'd done that, I was, what, 34, 35? You can tell me shit. Period. I didn't give a fuck what my mom said, my family well, said, what I'm saying. my friends said. But it takes
0: a while sometimes you know, to get
2: there. Yeah, but you also have to be dedicated and understand that you are worthy. If you don't understand and heal from your past, childhood trauma, your sexual traumas, you're not going to feel like you're worthy. So you do make those decisions that you know doesn't serve your highest good. But it it does take baby steps. I Absolutely. Mean, um, I didn't turn around and just do that. You know, it was yeah. literally saying, "Hey, like she did, I don't want to do this marriage anymore. I'm leaving." When I was 27 in a new state by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, but once I did twenty seven, thirty two, I was already on that journey. You can tell me shit at thirty two.
3: So and everyone gets there differently. Yeah, and, absolutely.
2: Yeah. And that's what I, it, it can, and it can be never done. at all. No, <laughs> exactly. so well, it's true. Some, yeah, some it some some never at all. Never absolutely. No. you some definitely have do. to be ready for it, and it's not an easy road. But once, once you get on the other side, it's fucking amazing.
0: Well, I think freedom. I mean, just when everything, it's freedom, right? She's Absolutely. experiencing it right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Big time. The freedom. Now, it doesn't matter. Nobody has any on your life except for you right. you're in charge of your own mm-hmm. you're, you're choosing yourself you're not choosing everybody else you know and
2: that is why I'm bringing her over to the dark side
1: <laughs> <laughs> and with that find your feminine energy and get your freedom
2: yeah. thank you for listening
0: Please make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast channel. And if you love this, don't forget to leave a rating and review. To connect with us and ask questions, visit us at goodbadhorrible.com.